Log in your cassette player. It's time for Rec Play, the real creator talk show. Hello everyone and welcome to Rec Play. Today we're going to be talking about a topic that I'm very, very excited for. And it's something that I've been kind of doing, not necessarily photo shoots, uh, which I'm very curious about. I've been doing some long distance video production. Uh, so I'm, I'm very excited to like compare my notes, compare to seeing like what Vic and Becky were doing. So today's guest is uh, none other than Becky. Becky is a Instagram model as well as influencer and someone who's very, very avid on social media. She's been creating amazing content that's very, that's so appealing. And uh, yeah, so why don't you uh, take this time to introduce yourself for yeah, yeah. who you are and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm super excited to be on here. So thanks for having me, Patrick. Um, so I have a blog. It's called Not Your Basic Becky. I've been blogging for, I think it's two and a half years. Um, I create content for uh, beauty, fashion, self-care, the list goes on and on and on. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I also do uh, some modeling. Um, I've been doing that for a while. And uh, my photographer is actually on right now. Her name's uh, Vic Bonaparte. So um, we have done a virtual photo shoot. So that's been super interesting, especially um, in this time, as you know, because uh, we can't be in person so yeah, yeah yeah and it's it's quite fascinating the things we can do you know long distance and so on but you're you're also like doing so much stuff as a, as a someone who's creative you know i saw you started a podcast you know you, yeah. like, so you mentioned your blog you're, you're doing so <laughs> many things and that's that's what the, that's what the beauty is by doing yeah. stuff online you can you can just touch about different facets and try different things but so so to get in touch with today's topic so you and Vic, you, uh, you both did a long distance photo shoot. Now, yeah. I think we're all curious to, to like know how, how does that work? How, how, do you, how do you do a photo shoot when the model is in one place and the photographer is in another place? How does that happen? Yeah, so I, first of all, I can't take any credit for um, the idea of it. Like definitely all, all Vic's idea. So um, she was telling me like, you know, I really, I really want to still take photos. Um, how can I do that? And then, so she figured out a way to do it. And basically, um, both, both people use FaceTime. Um, and it, and it's better if you use like live photos, cause it just takes better shots. Uh, and she can actually take pictures like with her camera and, and also some pictures like right on the phone. But I, I think, I think it's mostly better with the camera for sure. And what's great is that like, it obviously saves us the commute time. Um, we could both be in our like individual spaces and the photos, the photos obviously look a little bit different because um, we're so used to this like crisp, sharp, you know, super bright image. Um, and when you're taking pictures virtually, it's obviously going to look like a little bit different. But what I like is like Vic is so great at editing that, it kind of has this like vintagey vibe to it. So it's, it's really, really cool. And I love that she has found a way to do this because I know like both as creators, we wanted to still do things that we love, even though, you know, we can't go outside and, and, and meet. Well, I, I guess we could, but like at a distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. So I'm, I'm very curious now. So you said Vic was holding the camera on her side. Yeah. But 
you are you are on the other side of the screen. So yes. the pictures the pictures would have been a picture of a screen looking at you. Yeah, yeah, pretty okay. much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If Vic, you want to jump on, I have I have some questions as if for the yeah for the side of things. Um, I want to know basically if let's say let's say you had a camera, uh, Becky, you had a camera, and the photographer was telling you how to place it. And oh place. yeah, like <laughs> would that have worked? Is that a possibility? I know it's more work on the model side, but is that a possibility for it to work? Oh yeah, for sure. Hi, Vic. Uh, I, it took me so long to figure out how to start this video. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Sorry, I never use Zoom. That's okay. Um, yeah, so it was it was super funny because um, obviously, like when we're in real life, she could just be like, okay, like move this way or move like towards me or whatever. Like we we have we have like a good communication style going, like especially in person. So it was definitely interesting. Like she'd be like, move. <laughs> back and then but it would be like maybe like more towards her or because it's a little bit more confusing so I'd be like okay like this way and she's like no no opposite way so it, it took a little bit to get used to but I think towards the middle slash end we definitely got a hang of it right so Vic was this your first photo shoot doing long distance uh no I've been doing this like kind of ever since the whole uh, isolation thing started um I've done it with a couple other people. I say we're up to like maybe 15 people that I've done this with and it's really different. It's actually really fun for me because I'm so used to like the normal photo shoot experience. Yeah. And like Becky was saying, it's hilarious to like have your model actually like frame the shot, like you're directing, <laughs> but cause then like, you know, so many things happen. I'm like, Oh no, like your head's cut off. Like make sure mm -hmm. this, so I'm kind or of like, or like things in the background even, yeah. right? Like, I would be like, okay, like, can you see this? And you're like, no, like your, like your head and your body is kind of covering it. So yeah. I think you have to be so much more aware, at least for me, because I'm like, okay, usually I don't even have to think about this stuff. She mm -hmm. kind of just like sets me up, you know, make sure the frame looks good. But then this time she's like, okay, angle your camera, angle yourself, you know, take that item away in the background <laughs> so you yeah. can't see it it's a bit more of like a, a difficult task for the model because they're kind of like getting a slight sense of what it is to be a photographer like you yeah. know so i think that's an interesting part of it too absolutely yeah, yeah I, I can imagine i've been i've been part of like um commercial photo shoots like you know mm -hmm. like for big brands and stuff like i've seen how much it is and the model already has so much to do because you know they have to yeah. like, you know stand a certain way uh, maybe just to smile they have to like always keep yeah. on listening with directions and now you know as as the person behind the camera we have to like keep adding more tasks on the model because we we just cannot even send our teams to to yeah. do these things yeah so it just adds another layer of 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 communication and, and work and it's kind of like i i started doing long distance video shoots but i have i didn't do like like how you you, you both did it with the facetime and stuff uh, yeah. It was more like I recorded the voiceover. Then I, I like I took notes and I said, "Can you please try to record these things on on your mm -hmm. own?" Uh, because just because I wasn't very picky on how they're going to be filmed, I gave them some tips and stuff. But just because of the nature of the project, I didn't necessarily take the time to do like the face something. But that's like another layer to add, kind of being mm -hmm. there in distance and telling them, "No, angle the camera like this and and yeah. know, take the picture." So Vic, would you say like uh, since um, in your case uh, when you when you work with Becky right now? You did. You took the pictures from a screen, and, or you took it from 
the camera that was, I guess, on the phone or on the computer, which is not the same, like, I think we just talked about that. Mm -hmm. Would you have said, like, would you have done it the other way around where you would have asked the model to have a camera if they had one and direct them like that? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know if, it depends on the client or the model who you are shooting with, right? So I know with Becky, like, she has a lot of experience on a lot of things, but I don't think, like, well, the reason she was looking for a photographer, right, was somebody who, like, knew more of uh, photography than she did, right? She has, like, really good ideas, but I find sometimes when you have, like, two people working on the same concept, it's, like, Uh, delivered better right so mm -hmm. it depends on the client let's say Becky was uh, a youtuber or something maybe she would know her camera more first of all she would have a, a DSLR usually yeah. <laughs> right so that would help us uh, in terms of quality and mm -hmm. then she would probably know like uh, framing and a little bit of basic lighting so that might have yeah. helped obviously um, But I don't know, I found this way was a little bit more challenging too because it forced me to use my camera in a total different way. Like no mm -hmm. one ever takes pictures of the screen. Like it, it looks awful most of the yeah. time. Like you have a lot of glares and inconsistency with lighting. And like a lot of photographers are perfectionists. <laughs> so, you know, they might not be okay with um, overexposed uh, sections of the photo. Yeah. But yeah, it just, it taught me a different side to photography. And Yeah, I think it's totally doable that way too, though. Yeah, that was a big thing too, like because of all the inconsistency, I didn't want to mislead the clients into thinking that it would be like super professional and HD what I usually shoot. So I repackaged yeah. it in a way that they would get Polaroids too. So Right, yeah. right. Yeah, and, and uh, well, this kind of like opens the door to a lot of, again, doing work by keeping, I mean, still keeping a distance, like doing, mm -hmm. like, like, for example, you as a photographer, you could be finding uh, models that are international that you may yeah. have not have access mm -hmm. because you were not in the same exactly. geographical location. And, and now I say, look at what I can do. Can we shoot and then kind of direct them by doing yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's very interesting because like even whether you are in confinement or not, like this is something that could really push the barriers the limits of creativity for sure yeah start creating new content you, i feel like people are still gonna do it after this whole uh pandemic yeah. thing is over i'm still gonna do it i'm still gonna offer it it's fun it's creative like yeah it's not every day you know that you get to say that you've done this so. no of course yeah. yeah i would like to open the floor to our audience if anyone wants to share some of the things they've been working on if they have any questions if they want to even contribute to the solution maybe maybe, maybe you've been doing long distance photo shoots or video, video shoots, and we want to hear from you. So if anyone is willing to join, please uh, um, join the conversation. Yeah, I just, I have a few comments. Uh, I, I think it's super interesting. And it's, uh, it's funny because I was just having that conversation with my daughter this morning about how <laughs> most businesses are learning to pivot right now. Into yeah. Things. And I just have a little bit of a question, like what is the difference between taking a photo with your DSLR of the screen and actually taking a screenshot and and uh, editing that like what would be the difference of those two like processes okay well should i go ahead yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah this okay. question is for you okay, okay. i wouldn't yeah. even know how to how to begin <laughs> so uh thanks for the question it's a really good question so um when you're taking screenshots of or live photos from facetime it's a direct screenshot so for example if we took a screenshot of this call right now everything would be flat nothing would have like dimension to it mm -hmm. but um on the contrary when you're using your camera 
you have, like I was mentioning, a lot of uh, the times lighting inconsistencies. So the screenshot, what's good about it is that it keeps everything flat. Usually, there's not too much of an inconsistency with lighting. The difficulties with your DSLR is you're going and now you're adding in uh, reflections from the screen. There's also, um, I don't know what it's called, but the pixel textures from mm -hmm. the screen too that appear. Mm -hmm. So like I found myself kind of angling my camera, I guess like if this was my camera, instead of shooting flat like this, I would turn to like a 45 almost mm -hmm. to like get rid of a lot of the reflections. Um, and obviously with the camera, there is a little bit more clarity, I find. Um, but also, uh, if you don't have a camera, you can totally do it too with the, just the screenshot option in the live view. Um, I do prefer when it comes to the screenshot and live view, just doing live view for the most part, because uh, if the model has a poor internet connection, mm -hmm. they will see their self, their, themselves clear. But on your end, it's obviously blurry, right? Mm -hmm. So the good thing about mm -hmm. live photo is it it's a live photo of what's happening live on their end. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if that kind of answers your question. Yeah, it does. Because yeah. the other thing that I did recently that's um, sort of along the same lines yeah. is I was, I do DIY videos. So I was trying to do, I'm writing a book, a PDF book. And so I needed still photos of myself, my hands doing the work, but I need, I would need a third hand to take a mm -hmm. picture, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. what I, the solution I had finally was to film myself making the item. Mm -hmm. save the video and then just screenshot it and screenshot it so i found that was really effective so i guess for a photo shoot in a sense you could do the same thing like film your whole shoot mm -hmm. and then go through the video and choose the clips you want but then you wouldn't have the clarity of the dsl yeah. i guess unless you photograph mm -hmm. your screen of that mm -hmm. video yeah, exactly. Would, would that be the same effect? We, you could almost do that. There's a possibility. I haven't tried that. Yeah. But uh, the, the thing about video, right, is that it's a constant motion of movement. Yeah. So yeah. you may be moving too fast in uh, one frame, true. and then your hand would be blurry, let's say, which means like motion blur. True, so that's, that's another challenge I see like happening. Yeah. But apart from that. And what you're fine. doing is more authentic to a real photo shoot. So, <laughs> true, true, so yeah. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I can only take so many selfies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like, I feel like that's sort of like another way that I sort of managed to like take some photos. I'm like, okay, I, I could always do selfies or like set up like a tripod and like take mm -hmm. pictures from like a distance. But like having Vic and having like her eye for things, I think mm. is just so much more helpful. Aww, yeah. Thank like, you. especially <laughs> when you're taking full body ones, like there's no way that I could have gotten near as good a shots as these. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing you hear people that are doing right now are doing these porch front portraits. I don't know. Oh, if you yeah. Those. Like it's yeah. the families like out front of their house and then a <laughs> photographer comes and, so and takes portraits cute. of them. I mean, it's so like there's so many possibilities of people thinking outside the box right now. I think it's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I think one thing I, I could add, coming back to your question about like, you know, screenshots or camera is that uh, whenever we're doing like if it's not if it's not a camera function i guess on your phone or on your computer uh if the, just by doing a screenshot the, the quality of the pictures will not be there necessarily so mm -hmm. you're also limited yeah. in, you're limited into doing print you're limited into doing uh any edits and stuff because like just yeah. because you don't have enough pixels to play with yeah, and exactly. that, that can really different that's why like usually cameras are, are better quality than than, than your computer or, or just by doing a screen screen capture because just because you know the, the pixels won't be there mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah. yeah that's so true 
Yeah, I just think it, it's such a great concept. And, and certainly for a photographer who has the professional equipment, I think it's, mm -hmm. a great, it's a great option to offer, like even after this whole thing is over. Yeah, exactly. I think yeah. it's something that we're still going to offer, like in general, speaking for all photographers. You know, it's, it, mm -hmm. in a way, this isolation kind of forced us out of the box and forced us to challenge ourselves. And we found a way to push through, I guess, which I'm super happy about. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, it's, it's, uh, it really pushes the barriers and it, and again, it allows people to discover new things that they didn't know they could do. And I know, mm -hmm. uh, before starting this call, Becky and I were talking about like, um, like not just photo shoots, like what else are we pushing or what else are we changing our, you know, our ways of, of creating content and so on. And a lot of people have been emerging new and new tactics, new, new, uh, tools that they've been using. Um, I mean, I saw, I saw people creating amazing videos and they're not videographers at all. Like they, yeah. they shot, mm. they shot, they shot the, the clips and stuff. Then they sent it to someone who, who does the editing and magic happened. Like it was, it was as if the videographer was there and filming it for them mm -hmm. where, um, yeah. only guidelines were sent to them. So, um, that, that, that pushes the geographical barriers. I've seen people using new kind of tools. I know Heather and I were talking about TikTok on, on, on Twitter. We're saying, and, and I've been really exploring different tools that exist on the platform and really like, the, the amount of options that, that are available, um, it's, it's like a full editing tool for short-term short videos. Mm -hmm. There's so much you can do on it. And again, people, like, people have now taken the time to discovering what the platform is, what does the platform offer, what can we do? Can we, can we film something and just extract it from there and then use it on another platform? You know, just like using any other mm -hmm. editing tools on your phone, um, mm -hmm. really. Like, and I like your idea, like you said, uh, filming, uh, taking a picture in front of the porch. Um, yeah, there, there's like, you know, we, some countries, like including Canada, we're still able to like kind of leave our house, still move around and be able to do stuff like that. So if we can take advantage, I've seen, I've seen some people who've been releasing new merch, um, you know, new, new fashion merch and they've been doing fashion shoots and distance outside, um, you know, like, like they would have done a real, real shoot, but just still keeping the distance and being able to do some stuff to, to like, I guess, completing their lookbook and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or I think even like companies like Zara, they've gotten the models just to like take the photos themselves and then they just send them off to like an editor or something. And so even that, like that's that's kind of like a different vibe. And, and you know, like Vic said, like maybe we'll, could, maybe we'll all like still continue some of these things after all this is done because it's creative and different. Yeah, I've definitely yeah. seen, I've definitely seen big brands do um, campaigns where it's like, uh, create content, uh, you know, at your home, send it to us yeah. and they've been being featured and stuff. And in a way you can say it's a free content for the brands. Um, you know, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of debate about that, but, yeah. um, but it's still, it, you know, like, you know, they, when this happened, they didn't know what to do. Right. They didn't necessarily have the, all, their whole team. They're like, okay, we still have to like, keep doing marketing. What do we do? And they mm. launched this campaign where they asked people to do something creative at home and send it towards them. Uh, now can that, can that, you know, better be pushed and, you know, going to hire people like Vic who can do long distance photo shoots, you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, and this is, this kind of gives also like a, I, I guess if, if it was free for them, it was like a trial for them to seeing what works and what doesn't. And now from there, they can be like, okay, now we know who to, who to hire. We know like what kind of shoots we can do and still keep a, you know, safe distance and be able to uh, produce, you know, marketing content in, in their case and, and still keep on going. 
And I think the trend now is really for authenticity, you know, and I think this is really in keeping with that and making things more real. And I know, for example, one of the people I follow on YouTube, um, Sunny Lenarduzzi, she has, um, her big thing is she started YouTube with her iPhone and a stack of books, right? And now she's sort of gone back to that where a lot of her videos are just filmed on her on her camera and very like no big setup just in her apartment natural light and all that mm. and people can relate and resonate more with that than mm. a sort of like over photoshopped like unreal yeah. looking photo mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely yeah that's yeah, totally I've, true i've been seeing a lot of that and i've been seeing a lot of people actually say how um their quarantine look of not wearing a makeup or not getting <laughs> dressed fully yeah. a video in front front of people uh, yeah. has got much more attention than them, you know, getting all ready, getting all, you know, perked up and like have everything like, like set up the lighting and everything. Like people have been like, no, I don't, I don't want to watch this, you know, right now. So, uh, especially celebrities mm-hmm. in isolation. Like I think pink or something posted a video of her doing her laundry or something random like that. And it's yeah. got like so many views and people just want to know that others are real and in the same situation. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So definitely a lot of celebrities have been doing like showing their homes, showing like their day-to-day lives, which I guess before they were kind of also restricted with their whole brand image and also what they, whatever they signed mm-hmm. and stuff. I, th- I think I think this this gave them a chance to say like it doesn't matter what what I'm I'm allowed or not allowed to do yeah. I am myself and I'm just gonna showcase and no like like there has been a lot of like I said authenticity that has emerged and there has been a lot of people like figuring out how to be more creative I mean again coming back to the whole TikTok thing we we usually see a lot of kids mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of parents yeah oh interesting a lot of lot of parents who have nothing (laughs) nothing to do they have nothing to do right and they're like why are my kids on this so they get they they jump on board and they start like (laughs) discovering how to edit the film how to edit the video and and actually they've just updated it so you can actually like adjust your clips cut them readjust them there's a whole timeline that wasn't existent a couple of months ago so people are learning how to create videos using this creative app that may or may not work out but at the end they're learning the basics of timeline which is how i started editing back in the days by learning timeline and then yeah becoming an editor oh. so you know a lot of people who who lost their jobs maybe and they're like huh maybe maybe i should start doing creative jobs from now on uh what else yeah. am i gonna do right so this yeah. this really opens outlets to people and and maybe do, yeah doing things that they wouldn't have thought of or maybe that they but they, you know, they had a nine to five and they weren't super happy in it. And now they can like shift and do something else. Yeah. Well, I know for, um, for my parents and my um, mom's and my sister's birthdays, we actually had a zoom call. And (laughs) and then what I did was we, I, I, I saved the zoom call. It was like 40 minutes. And I I actually had the cake for my sister and I would blow out the candles and everybody would go blow out the candles. But I mean, yes. certainly as a photographer, you could do like family portraits mm-hmm. of Zoom calls, you know, for birthday yeah. stuff. And, and so, yeah. And then what I did was I took that hour, hour and a half long video and shrunk it down, took clips and shrunk it down into five minutes. And that was my gift to my my you know my sister was this this edited video and not only that i actually hired my friend thomas who's a comedian to let me use one of his video clips in the and i inserted it into the video so i paid him and all i did was take a clip off his youtube of of one of his stand-up routines and stuck it in the video for my sister and that was 
her my gift wow. to her supporting another artist a comedian yeah what he was doing so yeah it's it you become really creative this is giving me so many ideas for my dad's birthday because we're yes. actually gonna do a zoom call so yeah this is amazing yeah because it's like you know and you also get to a point where maybe you're sorry this is a bit of a tangent but you're you know your parents maybe already like have everything that they that yes. they need or if exactly. they want something they go out and buy it themselves and I think that's such a more meaningful gift, yeah. especially when it's from a distance too. Exactly. And, it's, yeah. and, and you're supporting another artist, yes. which is a huge exactly. thing is supporting fellow artists. So yeah. 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 It's yeah. huge. I've definitely been seeing also like performances, whether it is a comedy show or even music performances being done by distance. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that, that could be a great idea if you're doing like some sort of Zoom call and you bring that performance in <laughs> yeah. To, yeah. to surprise someone or do something that, that's very possible. And it, it kind of also like reinvents also the ways people are doing events and stuff. Yeah. You know, you, if you're doing an online event and let's say it's a Zoom call and all of a sudden, let's say, I don't know, at one o'clock, there's a performance, someone's got to come and perform. They can yeah. jump on and at two o'clock, there's a comedian that's got to come. There's so much possibilities that people like people can do, uh, which what, what is also very interesting. I saw, I just saw concerts because a lot of musicians have been losing yeah. their jobs mm -hmm. and like, like, like they had tours and stuff. What do they yeah. do? Well, the kind of the same concept of uh, Cine Park, like having like uh, drive through theaters. Yes. Mm. And doing instead of doing drive through uh, movies, it's drive through concerts. So mm -hmm. there has been like things where you bring your car, you line it up. It's not the same experience, but you know, it's the closest thing you can have to seeing a live performance on stage. And I, I don't know, I think it was, a, it was a country in Europe. I saw they, they did that. And they're thinking, they're thinking about doing something like that here. We don't know yet, but uh, that's another way of reinventing also uh, how, to, how to still keep safe, how to keep a distance and still do performances. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was always thinking about, um, before all this started, I said, whether it's events, performance or whatnot, why not VR? In the past, we've done a VR um, like event, uh, like I've attended a VR event where you put on the helmet. It, it's yeah. by Microsoft. They invented this like um, virtual room where you can shoot presentations and you can um, wow. play music and you can do all kinds of things and interact and, and play games and meet people as if they were they were really there. The one of the big problems was uh, it wasn't very accessible. Not everyone has a VR headset, so mm -hmm. it wouldn't like it was too short notice for everyone to have one today and being able to do that, but it could have been mm -hmm. an alternative. I know um, there has been a lot of um, controversies also, like whether it's eyesight and stuff, like uh, spending too much time in front of the screen. That, that also applies to people on Zoom. They were saying like how kids learning on Zoom, staying on screen too much, it's much more draining than going in class. Mm -hmm. uh, but besides that, that, that physical barrier, um, going, you know, attending a workshop or attending an event or something, a performance, using VR uh, is very possible and it has been being used for a long, long time. It just, it hasn't been accessible for, for us, uh, you know, in general. And well, on the subject of the photo shoot, I think it's a really interesting concept too, for like an art collaboration, like say you want to collaborate mm -hmm. with other artists mm -hmm. and you want to create something that's, you know, as simple as a still life or something like an installation and then and then have the photographer in to take images of it and and create you know really edited lovely images of this it could be like an art collaboration and then after this whole thing is over you could have an actual art show and display the pieces and i just think the possibilities are so endless with with collaboration you know and yeah. that's what it's all about it yeah. 
it's bringing people out of their sort of individual sort of uh, bubble. Uh, yeah, bubble yeah. Of, of creating on their own yeah. and working yeah. as, a, as a as a group or as a as a pair to create beautiful. Yeah, work. yeah. I totally agree with that. Like, I find um, there are like obviously what's going on is terrible, yeah. but we have some positive stuff that are coming out of it. Like this, mm -hmm. I find before everything, everybody else. I can't. Well, I don't know everyone in the artistic community but at least like for photographers a lot of the people that I knew were not really you know interested in teamwork yeah. and so that's a big mm. part of my stuff I'm always like trying to push like teamwork and I'm always trying to say okay we can host this a session but it needs to be beneficial for everybody and everything needs to be fair I know like yeah. when Becky started with me I gave an opportunity for um modeling for a clothing company this clothing company hired me and he's like I need models and I said okay well I can provide you with models but you got to give them something too right it's give and yeah. take so anyways I just find like a lot of the, the times people think I agree with what you're saying Heather like people are totally in their own mind and don't want to you know like everything's a competition and it's like no it's not it's art nothing's yeah. wrong you post what you want do what you want you know what I mean so that's that's one good thing that there's a lot of more uh, collaboration between mm -hmm. artists yeah. Mm -hmm. Joining us, uh, we have uh, Amara from uh, Seattle, the Seattle YouTube community. Oh, hi. Hi. So, so Amara, if you want to like, give us like a little insight in, say, in seeing like what are some of the creators doing in Seattle or in the West Coast with, you know, social distancing and so on. Yeah. Hey, from the other side of the like our mutual <laughs> countries, you know, like, okay. Um, so uh, we've been doing, uh, it's great to see this is happening here. And Patrick messaged me and I just woke up. So I was like, oh, okay, hold on. Um, I, uh, our, our YouTube community, which is a part of what I run, I'm, I'm on the board for the YouTube community here in Seattle. Um, we've been doing a lot of like, we, we did a virtual meetup. We're talking about what future events can look like after this, even if they honestly don't happen. Um, and it's been really great for like engagement um, for our community, interestingly enough, because I think people are just ready to start, like we're creative people. So we all kind of want to like envision what the future can look like that's better after this. Um, I am seeing across social media, which is what I do professionally also, um, I'm just seeing a ton of people who are talking about the things that can happen and how this may really benefit all of us kind of in the long run. All of, a lot of us in like artistic spaces have been thinking for a long time about like what, how can we work together in situations? And now that we've got a situation that's really forcing that to happen, <laughs> I think a lot of us are like ready to just kind of like, okay, let's do this. So that's, that's super cool and super inspiring to me. Um, I'm a silver linings person. And a, and a world traveler. So I've got a little A and a little B going on right now, right? Because like travel's looking a little less plausible. But weirdly, I'm yeah. home so much more. And we're home so much more that we're having like a better, I'm having better interaction with like a lot of the global communities I take part in as a result of this situation. So um, a little bit of a mind shift. And you know, um, I, I'm, I'm actually personally, it's my birthday month, so go May babies. Um, and I'm trying to put together a collaboration with anyone who's like a May, like a May birthday creator, and I'm going to make really like simple ones. And if you do videos, small global um, collaborations are pretty easy to do, and people are interested, but they almost always need a person that's the catalyst. Um, so even if you're not as gregariously social as I am, like, um, I think it's, it's worth it right now to be a person who steps up and goes, 
could I be the catalyst for something like that? So like, I don't know, maybe our YouTube communities can do something or maybe we can all create something together. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, on YouTube for a long time, people have been creating long distance videos for a long time where like there was like mini skits where they both had the same script and they had to record on each side and then do a collage and get something ha happening. So no, there has been, I, I, I guess this has been making us realize that there have, there has been some stuff that have been going on before all this. And uh, I think now the, the pivoting is like everyone is going through the pivot and saying like, okay, we have no choice to do it like this if we want to continue doing whatever we were doing. So yeah, again, thank you so much. And um, thank you. yeah, we will thank you. We'll connect very, very soon. Yeah, nice to meet all of you. And very inspiring. <laughs> Nice Bye, to guys. Meet you. Thank you. Bye. Did you enjoy this episode? Join us for weekly conversations, share your stories and tips with us, and meet amazing people. Most of our podcasts are recorded with a live, engaging audience. For more information, visit www.creatorhq.org.